the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Catholic. I'm Jen Morrow, and with me today is Mike Walsh. But also, we have Jose Rodriguez, Director of the Office of Family and Youth Ministries, and Star Martinez, both stars of Keeping It Catholic, a YouTube show on the Diocese of Camden. Hi, everybody. Hey, Hello. y'all. Hello. Hey, y'all. Wow, well, you missed it. <laughs> you I love when they said You that. said, hey, everybody. I said, hey, y'all. No, you didn't. Play it back. <laughs> yeah, we got this recording, Star. We know what it was said. The, uh, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is great. Um, you know, every year at this time of year, I like to do what I refer to, which I stole from the Nerdist podcast is a, uh, called a hostful podcast. That's when we don't have any guests, but it's just the hosts chatting. And since, uh, this is coming out, uh, shortly thereafter the new year, first of all, happy new year, everybody. How y'all doing? Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> now, if you can hear the dread in Star's voice, that's because we're recording this a few days before the new year. So we still have the the the, the pale fog of 2021 all over us, not the joy of 2022 that I'm sure the world is feeling currently. He said, knocking on wood quickly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we wanted to have this hostful podcast where we just kind of chat amongst ourselves about what 2021 was like, what we're looking forward to in 2022. And as you may recall to some of our longtime listeners, uh, Jose was on very recently talking about his uh, upcoming wedding to the wonderful Star Martinez uh, yeah. and made a number of scurrilous claims during yeah. that podcast uh, yeah. about their upcoming nuptials that Star will now have an opportunity to rebut later in the podcast. But before we get to that joy, Star and Jose, how was your 2021, all things considered? Um... 2021 was actually pretty good I think I really have like no complaints I mean the beginning of the year for me was a little rough because um I lost my grandma in the beginning of the year uh from COVID and so that was a little rough to kind of start off the year um having to deal with that and cope and grieve um but you know learning to accept the way that the way things happened is I think helpful in the grieving process. And then, you know, as the year went on, it was great. I mean, we were blessed enough to take a couple of trips this year. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I couldn't think of you guys, you guys went to Puerto Rico as one of the trips, right? Yeah. Yeah. We went to Puerto Rico and then we recently just got back from Disney. So. Oh, awesome. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's nice. nice. Now, I forget. Are both of you Puerto Rican or just one of you Puerto Rican? I always forget. Yes. We're both, so he's full, <laughs> I'm half, I'm half Puerto okay. Rican and half Mexican. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jose is very proud of his uh, Puerto Rican heritage. 100%. You can hear it in his voice all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, come to think of it, that, that trip, I, I was, uh, I should say that, you know, we've kind of gone a little too far uh, before I gave you to a proper introduction. Um, so if you're not used to hearing Star and Jose on the podcast, but we introduce them as our hosts, our fellow hosts, that's because they host their own YouTube show on our Talking Catholic YouTube channel. It's called Keeping a Catholic. I, I mentioned this when Jose was on recently, uh, that it is, in fact, my favorite of all of our YouTube shows. And I'm, I've decided that I don't care if that's upsetting to any of our other shows, because um, it's the only, well, it's not the only one. No pressure. 
it's the one that consistently brings me the most joy because uh, I can't help but laugh every time I watch it and not in a you know vindictive way. And I, I, these two are actually enjoying themselves and they're, yeah. but you can tell that their faith is really coming through and that they apparently seem to actually love each other, which is probably good that they're getting hitched. Um, yeah, most of the time. Uh, but it's, it's really great experience. So if you've never seen the Keeping a Catholic YouTube show, I, I really hope that you will because it's, it's absolutely joyful it's spiritually fulfilling. They do a great job of kind of educating people, particularly millennials, on why our Catholic faith is kind of oriented the way in which it is and what the different traditions mean and the different elements of our faith have to, why, why they're important to our spiritual health. So they're great. And there's actually one completely useless, two completely useless episodes involving food. One that I was able to participate in, uh, which was their um, best fish sandwich episode where we had. I loved that episode. I love that episode, too. No spiritual nourishment of any kind, but plenty of fish nourishment. And then uh, and then recently the they did... that made me the sickest. <laughs> oh, I just felt so bad. Yeah, like, I just feel like all gross like, after oh, eating all this God, sandwiches. I, that was a lot of grease coming food. out of my pores. Oh, <laughs> and then and then most recently they also had a food based one that once again had no spiritual content of any kind, but it was definitely fun to watch. Uh, they recorded their taste testing for their upcoming uh, wedding food. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was. So a lot of them eating. The stars of that particular episode, uh, however, were their moms. I literally called my mom a creep in that episode. <laughs> but it was so adorable. It made me so happy. So uh, so I do hope you people will watch it and the, our listeners will watch it because it really is a good host. And they, and they are wonderful. And Star deserves special credit because she is the only one of our hosts who actually edits all of her videos and then sends them to us. So she had sounds, she had zoom cuts. She does a lot of fun stuff with it. And she, she has a great way of making her fiance look absolutely ridiculous. And uh, we really appreciate that. That's the goal. You know, <laughs> I hate to tell you, that's actually the goal of marriage star is making yeah. the other look ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, see guys say stuff like that and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> A guy says something like that. Oh, he get Mike. We'd get canceled. Yes, we would. Canceled. In fact, get canceled, and just rightfully so. Twenty twenty one. We'll just cancel. cancel. See ya. <laughs> well, uh, so, well, we're very, we're very excited to have you guys on the show as our fellow guests, and mm-hmm. and please keep up the good work. I will let our YouTube uh, watchers know that uh, we're going to take an extended time off for the YouTube channel for a little while. Let people recover. It was a long an arduous end to the uh, 2021 year. And I worked a lot of our pastoral people to death um, with the synod popping up and a whole bunch of other stuff we've been working on. They need some time off. So I'm not going to start up the next season until uh, the beginning of February. So our YouTube shows will be in hiatus for a little while, but uh, they will be coming back strong and maybe with a few new hosts come uh, come early February. New hosts. Yeah. Well, Maybe not so much new hosts, but now one that I'm going to at least hold a gun to one of their heads to make sure that they <laughs> submit a, uh, our vocations director is going to be submitting videos, whether he likes it or not. I was going to uh, say it had to be one of our priests. Yeah, I've already decided that uh, he knows he's, uh, we're going to change things up for him a little bit. And we're actually going to create a, a studio space for him to do it at work so that we can no. literally oh, grab him by the, exciting. By the 
Where you guys are my favorite. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> studio. You guys already have a great space, though. They, you guys, I, one of the reasons I love your show so much is because you do it in a sort of a converted classroom and you use the blackboard to put all these messages on the back. And they're like, half of the fun of watching your episodes is seeing what you put on the blackboard behind you. <laughs> that, 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 I have to say, that is probably the highlight of, at least for me is getting there a little bit earlier and doing the blackboard, figuring something out. What are we going to call the show? Um, I think the my best work yet has been for like Hispanic Heritage Month. I just rewatched that video this afternoon. Um, <laughs> and that has to have been my best. It was very authentic. Artwork. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You did really good with that. I agree. It was subpar. I, well, that actually answered the question. <laughs> it was subpar. She said. <laughs> We're our own worst critics. <laughs> no, apparently our fiancés are our worst critics. <laughs> the, um, well, that actually answers the question. Great. <laughs> who who does the artwork? Is it is it you, Jose, or is it both of you? No, it's him. It's me. It's I have no oh. creative mm-hmm. juices. Like it's not me. No, no, no you. Have, I wish we'd call know? him something else. <laughs> you have different <laughs> creative juices. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're the editor, Star. You're the editor. Yeah, yeah you're, you're the laptop. I'm good with like the chalk and the. Yeah, he's old school. You're be... new school. Yeah. Yes, we should take him on like win, lose, or draw. Remember that old show, win, lose, or draw? He would be good at that. Jan, apparently nobody's as old as you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, so quiet. I know. I'm not really quiet, and I got a lot of really evil stares. Well, maybe it's just one. So in, one. in your defense, I was Jen, to think uh, through. I'm like, what is it? What is she talking about? But. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to report that I am, in fact, actually older than Jen. And yes, I actually do remember that show in its initial season when Burt Conby <laughs> was the host. And uh, what? Oh, who was the other always guest? Was it like 1994? <laughs> no, it was early. I think it was 89. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was it was his own TV show. But I used to love it. Was a, it was a knockoff of Pictionary. I used to love that show. Yes. I used to yeah. love that game. I love these moments. Like when somebody drops a year. So for our listeners, if any of you if any of you don't know, I have to be probably the youngest person working for the diocese right now. Yes. So when somebody drops a year and then I let them know exactly how old I was, <laughs> I, I hurt feelings often. So you guys said 94. Oh, no. Don't do it. Two. I was one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was a whole I two years old. <laughs> Uh, I was in 1994. I had was about to graduate college, and oh, yeah. uh, I don't care that I'm old, so I don't care if you guys are young. Okay. I, I already know born, I'm twice your age. <laughs> I was born in the year Star Wars came out, the original, and I'm pretty proud of that. So, oh, that's very nice. Star Wars. I forget what, other than my birth, I can't remember what important happened in 1972. <laughs> what? Watergate, maybe. <laughs> So humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I also share a birthday with Ho Chi Minh and Malcolm X. So nothing but the best for me. Oh wow. Nice. Exciting, wow. right? So yeah. I share a birthday with Danny DeVito. <laughs> you would. I do. I share a birthday with Danny DeVito. You would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Who do you share a birthday with? I don't know. I don't look that stuff up. Uh, you see? I don't uh, look that stuff up. In August. All I know is Star is focused on more important things, like once again your upcoming nuptials. Before we get to that, yes. the because um, I, I am uh, I am far too integral into your nuptials, which is mildly disconcerting. Because um, <laughs> you're our friend. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm mistakenly say one thing once and never live it down. Um, the uh, so going back to 2021, you had mentioned that you know you did a little bit of traveling, which is great, um, but you also had kind of busy years trying to you know start restart a lot of what's going on in your parish as well as in the diocese. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know. I was it sort of a slow burn going from, you know, the height of the pandemic to things finally opening up again and then getting people together again. Like, were you able to, do you feel that by the fall you were kind of successful to getting, getting things going again? Um, yeah. Uh, success, successful is a word that comes with a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say successful. I think we have, pushed quite hard um slow burn i want to say we came back from a place where we were completely out Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. we tried to keep ministry going we tried to keep things moving along um but trying to trying to help young adults maintain a relationship with jesus through a screen is very difficult Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's impossible kudos to those people who did you guys got a gift that gift did not fall in either one of our buckets and that's okay. Um, what we did do well was maintain communication. We were always texting, we were calling videos. Um, so we did keep that connection, but the actual foundation, the, the, that relationship, that fire, that thriving, it, it crumbled and it was so hard to come back from that. Like, the minute we we thought we could come back we sent out a message and like three people got back to us hey we're symptomatic we have to get tested we don't and it's like okay we can't Mm -hmm. now we have to hold off um so then you know we we finally got it back we finally got back to to meeting and it was like starting over it was like we knew we knew each other we knew everyone else in the room it's like we lost something so re- trying to reestablish that that family unit, that family feeling really took a lot. And I think we're finally starting uh, to get there again and get back to work the way that the ministry used to. Um, there's still some hiccups. There's still some hurdles to get over, but things are coming back together. Uh, I think the ministry playing a huge role in our wedding mm-hmm. is what helped maintain that relationship like that that openness that just being able to have real conversations um in the ministry wait, wait, wait. hold on let me let me interject right there are you saying that um the your what's what is your uh it's violent millennial ministry is your parish based or your, your town based ministry right mm-hmm. are you saying that there are so many people involved in that who also happen to be involved in your wedding that you were able to sort of use your wedding to wrangle people together into coming together yes yes that is an excellent use of combining the personal space and the professional space yeah also, I mean, and you have to right so i think i think the ministry was as is as use your words jose is as <laughs> successful as it is i think the ministry is as successful as it is because we we share personal things with each other like there's because you could talk about Jesus, you can go over scripture, you can pray together as much as you want. But until you say, OK, this scripture 
of the prodigal son is important because how often do we find ourselves? And you put yourselves in that and you share that experience. Um, it was only natural for us to, to ask them to be part of our wedding. Uh, and then it just, it helped kind of, it was like that, um, what's that called? That that flex seal stuff. It's like, that's what held everything together. Like it was like, oh, crumbling, let's mention the wedding. And it was like, Shh, and it was like, okay, and we're back. Uh, if you're wondering, uh, your your wedding gift from me now is going to be uh, several uh, jugs of flex seal. Flex seal. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. You never know. That is but very I, true. I sure. also, uh, what helped too is we've shared, um, as a ministry, we've shared a lot of like huge milestones in our lives. It's not even, you know, strictly spiritually based. We, you know, we have shared a lot of milestones together and I think it wouldn't even have felt right to not include them in this type of milestone when it comes to our wedding. And so like, we definitely say all the time, we are family, mm -hmm. like regardless of, you know, how much time has passed or anything like that, we're, we'll always be family. Um, but I agree with Jose. It was definitely hard to kind of get back into the swing of things for sure. You know, uh, Starry, in the middle of the pandemic, you kind of took on a new role at your parish. Um, mm -hmm. As how, First of all, tell, tell us what the new role is. And second, how did that sort of like work out as the year progressed? So um, I took on the role of director of youth and young adult ministry at Divine Mercy Parish in Vineland. Um, so initially, um, things were still virtual when I took on the role. So there were no ministries meeting other than ours. Um, mass was still going on, you know, virtually as far as, you know, being recorded and stuff or live streamed. Um, so it was definitely a slow start for me. I really kind of was a little scared because I didn't know what I was taking on. Like I had never done something like that in a larger scale. So I took advantage of the time. I really did a lot of research, um, you know, what it entailed, you know, to take on youth ministry or to lead, you know, two different types of ministries at the same time. Um, as time progressed, um, I think I realized that it's not something that I know I can do all by myself. I know I can't lead a young adult ministry and I can't lead a youth ministry so successfully, you know, splitting my time realistically. That just, word is tough, ain't it? What? Successfully. Successfully. <laughs> I just, want, I just been, wanted to highlight that she, she, it wouldn't have been realistic. Stuttered also. It definitely wouldn't have been realistic. So I, um, you know, I spoke to father Joel and I asked, and I said, what do you think about putting a team together um, of different leaders. Um, so, you know, the young adult leader, uh, a new young adult leader, because it wouldn't be myself because obviously I have to oversee other things. Um, so we created a team and we created a team that starts with youth um, from the age of, I don't know, eight up until 30. And we divided each ministry up by age group, I guess. So you consider you know, the younger kids are middle, are elementary. elementary, middle school. Um, that's one youth ministry. Then you have a uh, high school youth ministry. So it's all high schoolers because they're in a different phase in their life. They're starting to transition into a different world. And then you have um, young adult ministry. So we have uh, three different ministries um, that target um, each age group, um, you know, and then they, 
it kind of sets them up too. As soon as they're done youth ministry for middle school or elementary middle school, they're going to go right on to high school. And when they're done high school, they're going to go right on to young adult ministry. So it kind of creates a pathway for them um, where they're, they're constantly going to be involved. Um, so that was my vision that I wanted to do because I knew I couldn't do it by myself realistically. So now I oversee the coordinators um, I meet with them as much as I can. You know, we go over ideas. We try and create events where we can all come together. Um, yeah, so that's great. You know, Star, there's a that's there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said. You know, I, I feel that folks from time to time will take on a new project and then attempt to do the entire thing themselves, mm-hmm. and it they are destined to, in many cases, failure. Uh, because it's oftentimes a Herculean task, particularly working with the young people, because, you know, the, the actual time together, there's so much time spent, you know, keeping them motivated. And it takes a lot of planning to put something like that together. So your 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 plan to sort of split them up and and come up with a committee uh, has a lot of merit to it. So I'm glad you I'm glad you did that. That was that was good because what the worst case scenario is you take on a new job like that and then you end up burning out and then you just quit and then they're without a youth minister you know yeah and I, it was also great that um two of the coordinators came from our group from the young adult group so for them to take on a leadership position within the parish was really great um because that that was the goal ultimately with the young adult group is we want to empower you know young adults to feel like they can take on a leadership role and within the church and in, in the parishes so um yeah, I think it's it's showed a lot to the community. So. How, how long have you been doing the the millennial ministry? Uh, five years. This what? year was five years. Wow, five years! Mm-hmm. Hard to believe it's that old. I know. Honestly, yeah, honestly, you, your millennials are, are now they're becoming elder millennials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really are. You know, Sarah, and when you were talking about youth ministry, and and you were talking about like elementary in the middle and high school. One of the things I always love to see is how many people come back during their college years or after their college years to work in youth ministry as a leader because, mm-hmm. you know, they remember their leaders or they just remember, you know, how they grew dur- during that. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important too that, you know, the youth see that there are young, young people like them serving mm-hmm. in the church. It serves as a huge, like, it's, it's like a role model, you know, you're, they're looking up to these young adults and they're like, wow, all right, that maybe church isn't as boring as we think it is. Like there's young people who are serving and being involved and, you know, we want that to be kind of like motivation for them to follow the same. We've essentially established a farm system. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, you put it that way. Looking, at it, looking at it from a baseball point of view, we've, uh-huh. es- we've, we've essentially established a farm system here come in these young, these young kids, these rookies, they're green. They have no idea what they're getting themselves into. They join the ministry and they love it. Right. They're kids, they're coloring, they're praying, they're playing. It's, it's fun. Right. You get into your high school years. Things are a little bit more heavy. Things are a little bit more difficult. You're going through high school. They've established like introducing deeper form of prayer, um, different types of sacramentals, et cetera. Then you're an adult and life is absolutely just coming at you at 100 miles an hour. And now you have a room full of young adult minded people who are living the same things, stressing about the same things. And now you get to talk about it and share and and, 
you're constantly surrounded with people who are like you. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happens from there is these, the older generation who are in charge of things at the parish are now open to saying, Hey, we have a group of young adults. What can we ask them to help us with? And now they take over things and Mm -hmm. and they're doing things. So it's a farm system. It's, it's really come in. We're going to make you feel great. This is great. You're having a great time. Great time. Before you know it, you're on like parish council or finance committee, and then you're fully, fully involved. <laughs> yeah. So it works out. <clears throat> then you're in real trouble. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I very much like your philosophy of the farm system. It's, it is something that I tend to agree with as well. Um, the, uh, you know, building, building from within is something that's really important. I mean, you two are shining examples, actually. I mean, you are, you know, what did we say? 25, 24, 26? How old are you people? 29? 28. 28, 29? I'm terrible. Oh, <laughs> now that 1994 and 1995 are hitting a little harder, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, but, you're, but you're, that, you're that example. I mean, you know, one of the reasons you're working where you are now, Jose, is because uh, you made such an impression on Bishop Sullivan and, and Father Hughes, our, our vicar general. Um, who were really impressed uh, when they got to spend some time around you and and saw your level of dedication to the faith, but as uh, your level of dedication to young people as well. Um, so you were sort of our, uh, from a diocesan standpoint, our conduit into into those into those younger circles, which the mm-hmm. church has often struggled with. Um, and, and most recently, you know, it's the younger people that we worry about losing the most. Um, but you guys are excellent examples of young people who, and actually your entire millennial crew, uh, are examples of people who stay committed to the faith. And that's, that's heart heartens me, uh, often, usually in those darkest hours, I, I think of, <clears throat> just my, think of me, I think Your of, friend. well, Your friend. Yeah. Your friend. Your friend. our friendship, how it's at some blocked. point we're going to, we're going to pay off this commentary when we talk about it <laughs> later, but, uh, yes, I think of, I think of the two of you. <laughs> shiny examples of uh, young young Catholics and what they can bring to the faith, as opposed to us elderly Catholics like uh, yeah. Jen and myself. Um, I, I think the one thing, like you'll always hear me say, like what I and what I share with our youth ministers is help your young people feel responsible mm-hmm. for their parish. Not yes, that they belong. Help them feel belonged and welcomed and, and utilized, but they're more than just setting up tables and, and breaking down chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Make them feel responsible for their place of worship. Our priest, for as amazing as they are and the work that they do, they leave. At some point, they get moved to another parish and the people stay behind. Yeah. So having father do this, father do that, father this, father, no, start equipping yourselves with the ability to do the work and do the work correctly. Um, and when we did that with the millennials and then they took on different projects, it's like father, all father has to say is, Hey, I need two guys to do this. And the, you know, the group shows up and it's like, that's cake. We've done that before. And he has nothing to worry about. So that's what this year for at least ministry wise has been is reminding them of their, like the, they, that they, that they have a place and that they're responsible for a parish and that they have to come back and reopen and get things moving again. And, and they have been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's exciting. 
That's I awesome. always like to hear from our, our young people. Like I remember uh, a couple of years ago, we were, we were doing some, some youth coverage and it was a youth conference. And then, you know, being in the journalism world, Catholic journalism world, instead of sending a reporter, um, we enlisted some youth in our parishes to, to report from the scene. So we didn't send a reporter. We asked for youth reporters and these were eighth and ninth graders. I think maybe one was 11th and they loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they, and they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Like they, I was, I was asking them, are you going to be nervous about talking to your, your peers and asking them questions? Like, you know, prepped them a little course and met with them and talked to them. And they were, but they did a great job and they got, they got comments out of their peers that, you know, somebody who's 20 years older is not going to get out of them. And so I, that's why I really agree with your comment about, you know, encouraging them to take an active role um, mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they're there. And, and like you said, the priests leave because they, they get transferred, but they're mm-hmm. the community. And then, and then their kids are the next community. And can you imagine so, how much easier it'll be for our priests when they get transitioned into a parish where the parish is moving, thriving, mm-hmm. there's ministries, every, and the priest just shows up and says, Ooh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the amount of work becomes significantly less because the parish is thriving. Yeah. It's now, a win-win situation, honestly. Jose, you should be mildly worried because the thing that Jen just mentioned is uh, something I pitched to your predecessor three or four years ago, probably. Uh, the Diocese of Brownsville created a communications team of young people who would, were given cameras and taught how to do proper journalism and then were sent out into the field to do reporting uh, that was then sent back to the, either, depending on what, what they were reporting on, either their version of the Catholic Star Herald, you know, the local newspaper, or diocesan outlets and stuff like that. So um, I'm still on board with that idea of equipping young people to be boots on the ground reporters. And I know that Jen loves the idea of yeah. getting content from our young people of, uh, you know, someone's of a certain quality. Uh, so all we would really need to do is uh, sort of involve ourselves in the workings of the youth and family office of the diocese to kind of get something like that moving. So uh, Jen, would you be on board with something like that? Oh, wow. I, you know, sorry for the day, but I would. <laughs> sorry, because you're about to be put on the spot. It's a lot of work. Don't make us right. But it is a lot of work. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm telling you, some of those days working with the young people and seeing what they produced were really uplifting days. Like I'd go home and be like, yeah, this is what I do. Why I do what I do to to see how they proud they were too. I would totally be on board with that. Totally be on board. My opinion is irrelevant, but I'm on board too. Oh, Star. You are awesome, Star. Thank you. Still my favorite host. We could lose your parish as a as a jumping off point. Yeah. We'll find a we'll find somebody there first. Hey guys, sorry I lost connection for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I, what? I think that would be I think that would be awesome. I know that um, there was one point there where uh, we had a young man kind of do like interviews and put together a, a, a video montage for us for one of our projects. And that was, he had a blast doing that. So there is, I think there is, there are young people that would be interested in that. And it's a, just a matter of getting her done. Mm-hmm. You know, Jenna, you know I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Jose did not listen to the last podcast where I rattled off a list of 20 different projects. <laughs> I want the pastoral department to begin working on in 2022. <laughs> um, so it might behoove him to listen to that. 
because uh, apparently Bishop Sullivan and, and Bishop Cecchio from the Diocese of Metuchen are now both very interested in uh, some of these project ideas. So, uh, busy. So, I'll tell you, what's extra funny is that a few uh, correspondents that I work with also listen to that podcast, and two of them emailed and said, hey, whenever Mike is ready to get those projects moving, let us know. We'll help write. So I was like, wow, there's a lot of energy behind your, uh, your off-the-cuff remarks there, Mr. Wall. <laughs> Mr. Wall, our dear friend, has a way of <laughs> communicating things. Um, very, uh, just, for him, it's perfect timing. For everyone else, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> Only uh, because I don't care about anybody else's anybody else's issues. I just want to get the job done. I want to get these things accomplished. But it's it's going to be fun stuff. It's uh, you know just off the top of my head, I if I wanted to, I could pull up the phone right now and, and run run down the list. They, it actually is a list. And don't worry, I've already talked to the vicar general about it. And he's on board with almost every single one of these. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know we want to you know. We want to start kicking off the theology on tap thing, but changing it a little bit and make, cool. integrating it into our talking Catholic uh, uh, existence. Uh, we want to start doing some uh, concerts. Uh, we want to do that stuff. We have a whole bunch of contests that we want to start running of various areas. Um, we have a lot of ideas centered around, oh, no, don't worry about money. I got it taken care of. Um, <laughs> the, um, we're talking about... Uh, <laughs> We're talking about, we're talking about, uh, so, you know, we, they have the, uh, the Six Flags Great Adventure thing where the, you know, all the youth, the different dials and youth There's groups have come together. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Uh, Jen and I have a ton of ideas for different ways we can sort of integrate some, uh, some interesting ideas into that as well. So it's hey, well, awesome. a conversation because this year Camden is hosting. <gasps> we have yes. Yeah, we have breaking the news here. right here. Didn't even know that. I'm so excited. Yep, we have the mass this year. So, what is that event called again? The New Jersey State Youth Rally. Right. So, um, Jen and I have a lot of plans for the New Jersey State Youth Rally that we're looking forward to being integral in uh, your uh, your process for that. Because, uh, man, oh man, do we have some work for you to do? That's oh, great! No, 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 no. Please <laughs> there, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> Integral part means also. Oh, excuse me. Have you not worked on projects with me? You know I stick my fingers into everything. That will not be an issue. The communications department does not have a problem with doing work. We like to work hard and often and late at night and on the weekends and early in the morning, too. So, uh, oh, no, we are at your beck and call, sir. That is why I did not apply for the communications department. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about communications department, we've been doing a lot of talking. Mm. And... I feel like we have not talked to Jen about her year and her role with Catholic Star Herald and what that's been like for her having to work for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So Jen, tell us, tell us. Cause you did, it was this, right? 2021, right? It was this year you came on board? It has been, yeah, June, July. Yeah. Okay. So I so know it, it feels like forever. Year. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say, Jose? No, no, it was just forever? like confusing because like the calendar new year is January and the like our new year, the office is July. July. So it's like yeah. it did start in the new year, but like July new year. That's true. Yeah. So what has it been? It, like? is, 
It's been a dream come true, Jose. <laughs> what oh, stop. Way stop. <laughs> no, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, it's been the best part of my year is, is, is meeting new people from the, from Camden and coming up with new ideas and new ways to cover things. And I just today, I think finished clearing out my emails. So I'm pretty excited. So whatever plans we come through in the new year, can we just meet on it and not send emails? Because I'm feeling pretty good about my email situation right now. <laughs> See, I've been good. I text. <laughs> oh yeah. You were good about that. This actually. is coming up. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Um, actually, that's very true. That's, that's let's just start communicating in text. <laughs> but but yeah, no, it, it's it's been great. I I have I have no complaints. I'm just excited about the new year and, and learning even more. And you know what? I'm really looking forward to the new year is getting out more and meeting more people. Um, pretty excited today. I got my uh, my New Jersey State map with all of my little flags planted on it today to learn <laughs> more about all the parishes. <laughs> it was my arts and crafts day. What can I say? That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. That's good. She does. I, to, Jose, to your, to your point, since you asked the question of, of Jen, and she, I find that on the podcast, she doesn't actually answer questions uh, 100% honestly. Um, <laughs> she's, she's very... I said on my email. That's true. She, t- she tends to be slightly defensive and a little... You know, she likes to... She puts up walls. So, um, so she gave me a, a Christmas card. Uh, which I won't go into great detail what the Christmas card said, but it had exactly one word written on it. And the sad part was I had read the card in her presence and missed like the message she was trying to give me. And I felt bad about that. And so I was, I was unpacking the different Christmas presents and cards I'd gotten uh, over the last past couple of days. I looked at the Christmas card again and I went, Oh, I completely misread this when she gave it to me. Now I understand what she was trying to say. And uh, Jose, you may have a hard time believing this, but can I can I say the one word that was in the card, Jen? Do you mind? Uh, yeah, you know, okay. I don't mind. Four different colors of red. Since been talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, it, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. All it said was, "Thanks," and I was like, Aww. "And Aww. it was the nicest Christmas card I think." Well. Yeah, it's probably the nicest Christmas card that I've ever gotten. And certainly not from a family member, but definitely the most touching one I've ever gotten from a colleague. Uh, and I was like, oh, that is so sweet. So uh, I will tell you from our perspective that Jen has been an incredible gift to the communications department. Uh, we could not have been happier with what she's accomplished over the past six months, seven months. And um, and I, I personally cannot wait to see what she does in 2022 because what I'm certain of is it's going to make me uh, work harder and probably <laughs> have to defend our position a little more often, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's good. So you always, I like bringing in people with, you know, new ideas and new energy and new different perspectives. Um, so no, it was great. So Jen's been a fantastic uh, addition to the Catholic star Herald team and to the communications department and to the diocese of Camden. So and I, from what I can tell, I hasn't made any enemies yet, which is yet. really surprising. I have to agree. It used to be simple, just walking over and say, hey, Carl, we have this coming up. Can you hit? And he was quick about saying, yeah, we'll have somebody. Now I don't even have to walk anywhere. I can just shoot her a text. <laughs> phenomenal. I don't have to leave my desk. I just shoot her a text and say, hey, Jen, hope, you're, you know, hope I'm not bothering you, but this is coming up. What do you think? Oh, then I get a text from Dave. What do you need? <laughs> so that's the best. The follow-up is just fantastic. So, um, yes. 
at least covering my office has been great. So I'm super appreciative. Yeah. Well, that's because we expect so much of you. So it's, it's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're, and actually the, the one thing Jen and I completely agree on is we expect even more. So, um, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of hopes and dreams when it comes to you. Mike's doing a lot of speaking for me to this evening. I realize because <laughs> it's, it's recorded. You yeah, that's right. That. He'll be like, "I'm recording back on this." Um, <laughs> well, so Mike, what about you? What What are you hopeful for in the new year? Nothing. I'm hopeful for nothing. That's <laughs> not right. Um, no, I'm just. I'm hopeful that uh, nobody disappoints me. I'm hopeful that um, everybody works at least as hard as me. I am hopeful that um, you know everyone is more joyful than me. I'm hopeful that uh, everyone stays prayerful and, and I'm hopeful that we come together as units more often. Uh, I know it's a little, feels a little yeah. tricky right now with sort of all the, all the COVID stuff going on right now, but I'm, I'm convinced that come the spring, things will be back to that normal feeling again. And uh, yeah, I'm, that's kind of, I'm expecting a lot of people to do a lot of work this year. I, I feel like, um, 2020 and 2021, people got to rest on their laurels a little bit. And um, I really want to set a lot of uh, fires under a lot of people uh, over the next couple of months. So uh, I'm going to do my best not to incinerate Jose uh, before he gets married. But um, after he gets married, I'm not, I don't have as big a problem making a widow out of Scar. Because, uh, you know, that's, that's oh, it's okay. But uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I no might comment. be doing her a favor come, come no March. You know, it's funny because I was I was talking to Dina today, Mike, and I was. Uh, our HR director? That? Yeah, our HR director, Dina. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just having a conversation. We, we were just talking about end of the year type stuff. And I'm like, I'm excited to come back next week and just go through everything and really just start fresh just start over and get get the ball moving and i told her that. i was like i think it's time to get it's time to get back like it's time to get going good. so yeah. um i don't agree on mike with many things but on this i might uh because you we're haven't friends. seen my list yet well <laughs> it's long whatever. that's fine but don't worry you don't need to I'll worry about the secretary donna <laughs> oh i got her taken care of too don't worry about that <laughs> that's, that's uh, this is I've I've decided that nothing is going to stop me short of me developing some sort of terminal disease, which is always possible. So you know, you do have out. that weird pain on your side you were talking about in the last podcast. Yes, that's so annoying. Um, yeah. And I'm turning fifty, so I'm assuming you know death is soon. But um, <laughs> but we have a we have death and we have new life. We've got the marriage, and then we got Mike turning fifty. It could hey, be it's going to be a very interesting year. Oh Jen, Jen told me earlier this year that um, I have to stop talking about uh, leaving the diocese or dying. Uh, yes. I, I don't plan on doing either anytime soon, but apparently it's, it's keeping her up at night. So I have to, <laughs> to dial that back a little bit. The, uh, now, I don't like of, sudden change. <laughs> now, speaking of, of sudden change and, uh, you know, terror, um, you two are getting married soon, uh, Star and Jose. And um, I am I am blessed to have been roped into uh, assisting uh, our, one of our co-hosts, Mary McCuster, who uh, agreed to photograph your wedding. Mm -hmm. And she asked me if I would give her a hand. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. 
And the reason why uh, we, we keep making these friend jokes is that uh, Mary and I were had the pleasure. Had a joke, of- Mike, it's not a joke. <laughs> Mary and I had the pleasure of uh, going, doing a site visit with Star and Jose and the wedding planner. Planner? Wedding planner? Yeah. Consultant? Yeah. I forget what she was. Anyway. She was the, the, yeah, like the, um, the coordinator, wedding coordinator. Coordinator, the site coordinator. Yeah, site coordinator. There you go. Yep. So, um, so the four or five of us were all sitting around this table in this very nice place that they're having their wedding reception. And the, the two of them kind of keep chatting with mary and i and i suddenly realized that the coordinator probably didn't understand the dynamic here because it's it would be atypical that you would be having these personal conversations with your wedding photographer you know <laughs> usually a, you know someone just a vendor right so I, I i started noticing that she was kind of looking at us cross-eyed and and i forget what the topic was i think it was something food related and i had interjected on it because i couldn't help myself Yep. And I, I then I turned to the wedding coordinator and said, I, "Don't worry, we're we're not just photographers; we're also friends of theirs." And to which Jose, <laughs> joy in Jose's face. <laughs> the it, the like first time in years. six years I ever referred to anybody I worked with as a friend, and it happened to be Jose, and he took such delight in that because he knows I don't think of my colleagues as friends; I think of them as potential enemies, and. Um, and something I'm going to have to deal with at some point. But I do like those two. So it was, it was nice. So anyway, that's the reason they keep making my friend jokes. So I say all that to say this. You guys are now, um, what, six weeks away from your wedding? Oh my gosh, 43 yes. days. 43 days as we record this on December, well, that's today's day, December 30th. Um, do you, so what's the date? February 12th. Aww. Two days before Valentine's Day. So, Jose will have twice not the problem. Valentine's Day wedding, people. It's not Valentine's Day. That's right. It's, it's on a- National Marriage Week, I believe. It's like falls in the middle of that. Did you know that? Yeah. Really? Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, the church has National Marriage Week and then National Marriage Day, which I think this year falls on the 14th. So, you're getting married in the middle of like, the USCCB's National Marriage Week. It was meant to be. See? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that. You know, you should probably reach out to one of our connections in Rome, uh, probably Father uh, Romano, as a matter of fact, and see if he can get you a papal blessing for your wedding. Stop. I'd be I would cry. My, my wife and I were. Right? What's that? What'd you She's say? like, I would cry. You're going to cry regardless. <laughs> well, that's a good point. So are you, Jose. You're going to cry worse than everybody else that day. You know what, he Mike? Claims he's not I am to. terrified. At this point, I am terrified that I'm not gonna cry. I feel like something bad is gonna happen to me if I do not cry. Yeah. But I I I don't cry easily for whatever reason. Uh, not because it's like I just don't want to, I just don't. So this will be interesting. Okay, we're on a Zoom call right now. Look at my face. That's the face of someone who knows you're gonna cry. That's cool. And and I, I hope so because she's like, reason I'm crying when I'm walking down the aisle, turn around. crying. Yeah, don't worry about it. There's gonna be a lot of tears. Um, the so you, so six weeks out. Do you feel like the thing is kind of locked down at this point? You feel like you're on cruise control? Uh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like things are now like okay. Now we really got to just sit down and kind of get like the final details figured out and done. Uh, I mean. 
the major things are taken care of, like the food and you know, the venue's taken care of. Photographers. Photographers. Um, <laughs> transportation. DJ. Um, yeah, DJ secured. The priest. So, priest is secured. Wait, wait, how many priests are going to be there? How many priests are going to celebrate? I don't know yet. I think the last was like six or there seven. There may be six. Holy moly, six priests. Yeah. yeah. Any chance of a bishop's wedding? Uh, it is up in the air I right hope now. So. Let's put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. We really would like for him to be there. It would be great. It would be fantastic. A dream come true. He could sit in my <laughs> seat. Just be there. <laughs> no, um, we him and uh, Bishop Sullivan and I have had conversations, and I know I I know it's on his calendar, which mm-hmm. if you know, you know that if something goes on the calendar, that means it's important to him. Um that's right. So so we'll see. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. Hopefully. Maybe he'll surprise us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be a that would be a cool thing if I I've never attended a wedding with a bishop and uh, celebrating, or even inquire for that matter. So that would be mm-hmm. kind of a cool yeah. thing to see from my perspective. But I do plan on I do need a list of all the people you anticipate crying so I can do my best to get everybody's photograph. <laughs> here. Definitely like front row, probably all tears. Nobody cried at my wedding. Um, a lot of laughing actually. Uh, my sister's wedding was actually the funniest wedding I've ever been a part of. Like, I mean, it was riotous how much laughter there was involved. Um, my wedding was uh, very, very Catholic. Um, very, we had a, uh, our, we were, our wedding was officiated by a very conservative priest. So there uh, was very kind of, kind of, very, just shy of a Latin mass might be the best way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Um, very spiritual. The but it was it was a great mess. Um, but they had no crying involved. I will tell you that my reaction on <laughs> it was relief. I had a reaction reaction of relief because uh, I was I wasn't completely certain that my wife was going to show up. So when the doors <laughs> opened, uh, as you walked through the door, I was like, yes. <laughs> and for for no reason other than my own anxiety, like there was no expectation that she wasn't going to show. It was just right. like. All right, exactly. she's here. We got it. Everything else from here on out is gravy. We're good. So that's yeah. Uh, the other advice I'll give you is assume something's going to go wrong. Uh, but we the only thing that we had two things that went wrong on our wedding. One was the air conditioning in the limo broke between the church and the uh, venue, and it was a thirty minute drive, and it was ninety eight degrees with ninety seven percent humidity. So it was a hot day. Wedding. And then as the wedding reception was ending, a torrential uh, thunderstorm went through. And, uh, oh, yeah. Like like drowning quality. Uh, rain is like good luck or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Rain is good luck for a, for a wedding. So I think the only thing later. the only thing that went wrong at my wedding was at the reception. My uncle drank all the Irish whiskey before I could get to it. So but <laughs> other than that, it was great. Nice. Oh, well, that's a mistake on your wedding party. They should have had that set up for you uh, somewhere off to the side. So I blame your your bridesmaids or whomever. <laughs> or whomever. You know, well, I what know. I liked about my wedding is that um, we served as Eucharistic ministers at our wedding. Oh, oh that's, that's very cool. That's so nice. And that was probably, that was something that we really wanted to do. And um, that was probably, besides the actual saying I do, of course, <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of the wedding that's was really, being able to do that. That's like, that's really you know, what's, what's funny to hear you say that, uh, and I probably should have mentioned this prior, was that um, 
Jennifer and I, uh, my 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 Jennifer, uh, went uh, brought down the gifts during the offertory. Uh, that oh. was the that was of all all the elements of the um, wedding that I had literally nothing to do with. That was my only request was that uh, we we brought down the offertory gifts. And I'd like to tell you that there was symbolism involved, but it was actually selfish. I had never brought the gifts down, and it was my wedding, and I was gonna, <laughs> I really wanted to bring the wedding. At least you're honest. Oh, I'm at least you're painfully honest. honest. That was a beautiful story until right. the end. <laughs> The, the irony was the priest, uh, the, I, I guess I hadn't said anything to the priest, or maybe when I mentioned it to him, he was he was really touched to it. He was like, that is beautiful symbolism. That is wonderful. And so I don't. I never actually told him the real reason why, but everyone else was the real reason. Now we, so know. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys will, have you planned any like unique things to your wedding, either the reception or the... Uh... We have that meeting this week. To oh, find okay. out. There is going to be a bunch of just cultural details. Mm-hmm. We really want to highlight stars, Mexican culture and, and the things that um, they may do a little differently within the mass, uh, within the, mm. liturgy, within the sacrament of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So, um, so just little things like that. And some things that we found, like one thing that we saw was like the couple for the vows holds hands, does their vows, but holds a crucifix simultaneously. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, nice. So, some just little things like that. Oh, well, that is phenomenal. I, I have to tell you that um, you know, talking about 2022 a little bit as we wrap up the podcast, um, your wedding is one one of the few things I'm genuinely looking forward to, uh, and I'm really excited to be a part of it as a photographer. And it's going to be very stressful for Mary and I because we're going to be scared the entire time that we're going to screw something up. So expect us to be a little nervous looking. But uh, very excited to be there. And I've already responded, put in my, my response for, for my meal. So I'm very excited about that, too. Mr. Joe Cool himself is going to be nervous. I am going to be nervous. That's why I, I stopped doing weddings, because they make me nervous. I don't know if the swag is going to be there for the wedding. You know how he's going through the hallway with that little swagger? I don't know if he's going to have yeah, that. I don't know. I'm excited to see I that. Would, uh, I would have bet that isn't going to change much. But anyway, <laughs> to, every, to everyone else. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Star and Jose. Thank you, Jen. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate it. Have a very happy new year, and we will chat with you next week. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.